How was Jesus conceived? Did God sleep with Mary? How is a virgin birth possible? We will be discussing all of this and more on the next episode of the Outside of Sunday Christmas series. Hey, you're listening to the Outside of Sunday podcast. Is your faith stuck on Sunday? Christianity was never meant to be constrained to a weekly church service. I'm Krista, and I'm here to help and encourage you to live your faith outside of Sunday. This is the Outside of Sunday Christmas series. In the lead up to Christmas, we're going to be looking at some of the most controversial and curious questions surrounding Christmas. And today we are talking about the virgin birth. How was Jesus conceived? Christmas would not exist without the birth of Christ, so how did it happen? And it's not a joke to ask the question, did God sleep with Mary? If you've been in the faith for a long time or have grown up in a Christian home, this might not be something that you've been wondering about. But there are plenty of people out there for whom this is something they have legitimately been wondering about. So I'm going to answer the question as best I can. No, (laughs) that's easy. (laughs) No, God definitely did not sleep with Mary. Mary also didn't sleep with Joseph until after Jesus was born. We know this from the account of Matthew. Matthew 1 verses 24 to 25 says this, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. So there we have it. Mary was a virgin right up until Jesus's birth, and then um, she consummated her marriage with Joseph after. So then, how did she get pregnant? How is a virgin birth even possible? And this is a question that Mary herself asked. In Luke 1, starting in verse 30, we read, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. It is impossible for a virgin to conceive, just as it is impossible for nothing to create something. And so, just like with the creation of the world, the conception of Jesus was a supernatural act by a supernatural power, the Holy Spirit. We talked about something similar in a previous episode about how Abraham and Sarah considered God's promise for them to have a son to be impossible. But what did the angel of the Lord say? He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And the answer is, no, of course not. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. That's the thing with being an all-powerful creator. Nothing is impossible for him. And actually, knowing that Jesus was born a human is extremely important. Being truly human means that he had to be born from another human being. But to be truly God... Jesus could not just be ordinarily born. He needed to have a supernatural sign upon his life. To be born of a virgin is a miraculous thing, and it was also a prophesied sign of the Messiah. In Isaiah 7 verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. So 
Now, if you're a technically minded person, you might be wondering now, but was there, how did it, but how did it happen? Was there some kind of Holy Spirit sperm that God implanted into Mary's egg? I don't know. The Bible doesn't get so specific. And the thing is, God didn't need a sperm. He might not have even needed Mary's egg. He could have miraculously implanted the embryo of Jesus into Mary's womb. That's one we're going to have to ask God about when we get to heaven. But whatever happened, we can know that it was holy and it was miraculous, an act of the power of God. Now that that's settled, I think we should move on to what I consider the more interesting question. And that was, was Jesus created at his conception? Have you ever thought about that? We don't really hear about Jesus walking around before his birth and life on earth. So what was he doing? Did he just not exist? If we read our Bibles, we will know that Jesus was with God at the beginning and that by Jesus all things were made. So it's a little confusing since he doesn't seem to be mentioned in the Old Testament at all. Now to help me explain it to you, we're going to call on our good friends at gotquestions.com in their article titled, Was Jesus Created? It says, the Bible teaches that Jesus was not created, but rather the creator. In Jesus Christ, all things were created. All things have been created through him and for him. That's Colossians 1.16. The doctrine of the eternality of Christ is one of the distinguishing marks of biblical Christianity. Jesus was not created at his conception. He was incarnated. When the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, that act was not Jesus' conception or first existence. It was the incarnation of Jesus, God being made man. Incredible. Now you might have heard it said, many men wanted to be God and only one God became man. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Now the gotquestions.com article continues. Jesus, God the Son, was not created. He has always existed. He has no beginning or end. The Son took on human flesh at a particular point in human history. John 1.14 Christians refer to this event as the incarnation, the act of being made flesh. This act was integral for our salvation. From the incarnation onward, the eternal uncreated Son is both truly God and truly man. But there was never a time when the Son did not exist. He was never created. Jesus always was and will forever remain our great God and Saviour. So what was Jesus up to before his incarnation? There are a lot of things that were keeping Jesus occupied before his incarnation. We know that, and we've just talked about it, how Jesus was the creator of the universe, number one. So John 1 verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Number two, Jesus preserves his creation, Paul wrote in Colossians 1 verse 17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And number three, he was preparing to redeem the world. In John 17, this is the prayer that Jesus says right before his arrest and crucifixion. 
Jesus looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And Galatians 4 verses 4 to 5 says, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. So those are a few important things. Creating the world, preserving the world, and preparing to redeem the world. But a question remains. Does Jesus appear in the Old Testament? Yes. Yes, he actually does. Jesus himself said that the Old Testament speaks of him. In John 5 verses, verse 39, he says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. And it's true, the Old Testament scriptures are just bursting with prophecies, imagery and foreshadowing of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to come. It's one of my favorite things is to look through the Old Testament and to find all of, I mean, it's literally so full with all of these verses and psalms and stories that just are images of Jesus to come, the Messiah. But there's something else. You might have come across in your Old Testament Bible reading someone called the angel of the Lord. Not an angel of the Lord, but the angel of the Lord. Let's go to another gotquestions.com article titled, Who is the angel of the Lord? The precise identity of the angel of the Lord is not given in the Bible. However, there are many important clues to his identity. There are Old and New Testament references to angels of the Lord, an angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord. But it seems to be the definite article, when the definite article that is used, it is specifying a unique being separate from the other angels. The angel of the Lord speaks as God, identifies himself with God, and exercises the responsibilities of God. In several of these appearances, those who saw the angel of the Lord feared for their lives because they had, quote, seen the Lord. Therefore, it is clear that in, le in at least some of the instances, the angel of the Lord is a theophany. That's a unique wo word. <laughs> a theophany. That is an appearance of God in physical form. The appearances of the angel of the Lord cease after the incarnation of Christ. Angels are mentioned numerous times in the New Testament, but the angel of the Lord is never mentioned in the New Testament after the birth of Christ. It is possible that appearances of the angel of the Lord were manifestations of Jesus before his incarnation. Jesus declared himself to be existent before Abraham in John 8:58. So it is logical that he could be active, sorry, it is logical that he would be active and manifest in the world. Whatever the case, whether the angel of the Lord was a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ, which is called a Christ Christophany, or an appearance of God the Father, theophany, it is highly likely that the phrase, the angel of the Lord, usually identifies to a physical appearance of God. 
All right, that's the end of my reading of that article. Um, so yeah, we can't be 100% certain, but it is very possible that Jesus did appear in physical form in the Old Testament. And that's something I think about every now and then. Like, Jesus is outside of time, right? So although he was born and made to be like within the confines of our timeline while he was accomplishing the work of his death, um, sorry, his life, death, and resurrection, once he was resurrected he was no longer in the confines of our timeline so he could have potentially like time traveled <laughs> that sounds weird potentially like time traveled into the old testament times appearing then as he did to his disciples in his glorified body operating as needed as the angel the angel of the lord because he couldn't reveal himself to be jesus christ you know because then that would have been bad but there's no way to know i mean that's just an interesting thought, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> That's just a, sometimes I wonder, and I don't put any like stock in that thought at all. But enough of that. Let's sum up. So, Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. The virgin birth is possible because nothing is impossible for God. And it was a necessary sign that Jesus was no ordinary man, but God in the flesh. And although Jesus was born of a virgin, it's his incarnation, God becoming man, that we celebrate at Christmas time. I mean, there's that hymn that we sing, you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, hark, yeah, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. There's this part in that Christmas carol where it says, Veiled in flesh the Godhead sing, hail the incarnate deity. You know, that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. All right, well, that's a wrap for the Outside of Sunday Christmas series. I'm going to be taking a break over the Christmas and New Year period to spend time with my family at the beach. I hope you get to spend some time with your family and get to the beach this summer, but we definitely will be back in January with new episodes for you. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. Happy Christmas. I'll catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end of this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. Thanks for the support. Become an official outsider by liking and subscribing and leaving a five-star review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Outside of Sunday podcast. And don't forget to let someone you know know about this podcast.